Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Today is World Teacher Day, so we're going to look at some idioms related to teaching. Before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about the profession of teaching. Maybe you're a teacher, maybe you want to be a teacher, maybe you're thinking of entering the teaching system here in the UK. Well, um, if you do that, you might be surprised at how different teaching is from the generation before. And also, you might be surprised at the politics and the rules that go on behind the scenes of education. Like everything else in life, the teaching profession has people who love their jobs and are natural educators. And then there's other people who simply are people who give information and maybe aren't natural at it, but they're people who simply are trying to earn money, the same as the rest of us, uh, but might be thinking of changing. Apparently, many, many teachers leave the teaching profession every year. And I think if you work with kids here, it's understandable because um, kids here now are very badly behaved. It's a very stressful job because you're expected to control them, educate them, but you're not allowed to physically uh, punish them. Punishment is something which, of course, you, you can't do physically anymore. And so you can't even ask them to leave the classroom because they can just refuse to go. So the, the role of a teacher working with children is increasingly difficult. And now teachers here are beginning to demand extra security. Some teachers are saying, well, uh, if a student hurts me, I'm not allowed to do anything except call the police or call security or um, approach another teacher. Some teachers are saying, well, we, we want to have some kind of protection, like a security guard in every classroom. And in some areas, that's became necessary. So you can hear there that teaching with kids isn't fun. And teaching with adults in some areas isn't much better. And on the other hand, we also have teachers, of course, who abuse their positions of trust. And that's not very good either. So there's all kinds of complications here um, with teachers. Uh, I'm not sure exactly um, how that works in your country. Some countries, the teacher is very well respected and it's one of those jobs which automatically earns your respect. Here, that's not the case. Um, it was, I mean, when I was growing up, female teachers were not expected to marry. It was expected that they would give their whole lives to their job. There was no rule that said that. It was more of a cultural thing. I think it probably came from the days of the first educators, because you know the first school systems here were operated by the church, and the priests, monks, and nuns 
of course, they couldn't marry. So there was some tradition there. Um, as far as I'm aware, they weren't allowed to marry uh, up until the early 1900s, and then the law was changed. But many people I knew who were teachers when I was younger, they chose not to marry. It was it was just like a deliberate thing, you know? Um, yeah, that was always quite sad. And I've met a few of them around here, teachers that taught me, and there's still uh, quite a few teachers here that don't marry. Um, I've, I've uh, came across them, and there's something kind of nice and uh, beautiful about them because they haven't married. They seem to be very innocent. But on the other hand, you know, when they get older, they have no family to look after them. They have no support. Uh, and they often die without anyone remembering who they are. That, I think, is tragic. Uh, but, well, I'm pleased to say that newer teachers now, young people who enter the profession, they they don't have any any ideas about that, you know. For them, it's perfectly okay to be a teacher and at the same time to be living with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Although some schools put restrictions on that, uh, some religious schools ask you to follow a religious code. And if you're a teacher in one of those, if you live with your boyfriend or girlfriend, you'll get fired because they expect you to uphold the standards of the faith. So that, that I think, is uh, a little bit troubling for some of the younger people entering the profession. But when I became a teacher, uh, the, there was a standard there. It was a high standard. And I think by creating World Teachers' Day, they're trying to maintain that standard. One of the reasons why it was why it was created is that there would be a standard for teachers to reach. Um, I'm not sure how many teachers take that seriously, but uh, that um, that uh, certainly was one of the reasons why it was created. One of the biggest issues facing teachers these days, face-to-face -face teachers, is security because um, teachers are often placed in classes uh, with kids that uh, they feel are threatening or have threatening behaviors. And teachers here are now demanding more security. Uh, one suggestion is that there should be a security guard in every classroom to protect teachers not only from physical harm, but also from sexualized remarks. Uh, it, it seems that teachers face a lot of discriminatory comments about themselves. So it's very stressful and many teachers leave the profession every year because of these kind of things. So there's a real shortage of teachers here and regularly in the news, now they're reporting that uh, we have classes where no one has English as the first language and the teacher doesn't have English as her first language either. 
So that shows the face of Britain is changing. And so are the teachers and the teachers' priorities and the teachers' ways of teaching. So it's, it's very interesting. I've been experimenting with a few educational AI bots recently, and I can see that AI now is really in a position to do the role of a teacher. I mean, it's coming. How that will impact schools, who knows? But no doubt the governments, who, of course, want to save money in any way they can, uh, will be implementing AI uh, to teach. And it's coming soon as well to italki. I don't know in what shape or form it's going to take, but I know that they are currently looking at ways to implement AI education. Right, let's get on to um, our idioms related to teaching. So you can't teach an old dog new tricks. This is a common one. And that's when uh, you have someone who's very experienced in doing their thing you know, like, for example, a teacher, and then the school sends you an email that you have to go on a training course, how to be a better teacher, and you think, well, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I've been doing this job for the last 40 years, for example. Um, so it's just a kind of a sarcastic way of saying, look, this isn't going to benefit me. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. People often use it when someone is trying to explain something. Yeah. So if you try to tell your mother how to use a mobile phone, she might say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Um, usually it's used to say, I already know this. In the case of the mother, it could be used to say, well, actually, um, I find it hard to learn. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Don't teach your grandmother to suck eggs. That's an interesting one. That is all about um, not teaching somebody something they already know. Okay, so if, for example, um, you try to teach me about teaching English, I could say, well, don't teach your grandmother how to suck eggs, because the idea is she she will already be an expert on that because grandmothers, of course, have no teeth. Um, the next two are usually insults. You know, when you take revenge on someone who's upset you, you know, like let's say someone hasn't paid you and so you uh, go and shout at them, you might say to your friend, well, that'll teach them, that'll teach them. It means that'll teach them not to do that in the future, you know? Like if you have a child and he's misbehaving and you throw a bucket of water over him. By the way, you're not allowed to even slap kids in the UK now, okay? So don't think about throwing a bucket of water over anyone if you live here. But if you did have a child and you did throw a bucket of water over him, you could say, oh, that'll teach them. It means... I taught them a lesson not to do that again. And it's the same with to teach someone a lesson. I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm going to throw this water over you. And then after that, you say, that'll teach them. 
Okay, so that'll teach them and to teach them a lesson or to teach someone a lesson. Yeah. Another thing, if uh, you're complaining bitterly about the teacher, uh, if you see the teacher doing something wrong, for example, and you say, Oi, you shouldn't do that. I'm your student. <laughs> the teacher might say, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> so, for example, if, um, if the teacher tells you don't talk in class, uh, but you do it anyway, uh, um, that's maybe one good example, okay? Because if the teacher is going to talk then, you might say to the teacher, well, how come you're allowed to talk and I'm not? The teacher might say, yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one other one, uh, which is very interesting, is take it from me, okay? So that means simply um, trust me, believe me. Okay, so for example, if um, I'm telling you something which is a little bit unbelievable, oh, I saw Freddie in the car park last night having a fight with someone, and the other person says, no, really? You can say, yeah, take it from me, it's the truth. Take it from me. It's very common, this. You can use it in many different ways. I mean, you can add it to many conversations. The actual words remain the same. So you can use it with anything. Uh, it's going to pour tomorrow. Take it from me. Yeah, take your umbrella with you. Take it from me is probably the most popular of all of these idioms that I've mentioned so far. Take it from me. Okay, so you can add it to anything where you want someone to trust you. It's a synonym of trust me or believe me. Believe me, it's going to rain tomorrow. Take it from me, it's going to rain tomorrow. Very, very common that. I'd recommend that you use it because it's very easy to use. Take it from me. There we are, there we are. So that's the idioms for today. So if you are... Uh, considering becoming a teacher in one way, shape, or form, uh, yeah, I give it a lot of thought because it's a lot of work to become a teacher. And once you've got your qualifications to be a teacher, then you may find it's not for you. Um, my recommendation would be don't teach kids because uh, it's a really tough market out there to teach children, it takes a very special kind of a person. But if you're teaching adults, it can be fun. That's my opinion anyway. On italki, we have a teacher's forum where we discuss things like students' behaviors, best practices, um, what's happening within the platform itself and these things. Some people say that, especially women, that they've been compromised. You know, they've had students appearing perhaps who've made unsuitable remarks to them or whose behavior has, hasn't really been very respectful of women generally. Um, I've never had that. I've never had any problems with 
those kind of things, maybe because I'm older or maybe because I don't tolerate it. I don't know. But um, if if you are having lessons with a teacher, just remember that um, we are human. <laughs> and we don't always have all the answers either to the things that you're asking. I had someone the other day asking me about, I can't remember what it was. It was something related to the imperative, subjunctive, subjunctive mood. And um, I said to her, I said, um, can't you just use English without studying all this stuff about, you know, first, second, third, fourth bit of whatever bit of grammar you're asking about? Um, and she said to me, oh, but this is how I learn. I said, really? You know, sometimes it's better just to have a conversation and fix your mistakes rather than worrying if someone's using the uh, subjunctive, the active, the passive, or whatever else, you know. For an exam, sometimes you need to know these things, but even in, in exams like the IELTS or the Cambridge exams, you don't need to know what the grammar's all called, you know. So um, teachers these days, at least, we tend to try to get you to talk, to communicate, um, we're kind of trained to move away from theory. We try to empower you with conversations, you know. So we we don't always have all of the answers if you come with a particular grammatical or linguistic uh, question. But we do try. We do our best. That's it from me. See you soon. Bye.